0: This right here is the twin. You are now listening to TwipFM. FM. Real talk, real awesome. Finally, I'm finally free.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie. I am your host. Tonight, our show is all things Doctor Who. So if you have any questions or you have comments about this popular BBC show throughout the years, Doctor Who... Please, 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 you can join in on the discussion by doing a few things. You can use the Twitter hashtag BGM podcast that puts you in the feed with several listeners that are listening in live um, to be able to discuss it through tweets and leave comments or have questions. You can also give us a call. Phone lines are open. So the phone number is 718-404-9320. Also, uh, make sure that you go into the chat room on TWiB if you like. If you're a TWiB member, twib.fm forward slash live. That gets you into the chat room, and you can discuss the podcast with other live listeners. Shout out to the chat room. (laughs) Shout out to the chat room. So our guests um, tonight uh, are Lee. Lee is our host for for our Doctor Who podcast. And then we have co-host Denzel. Um, Lee is uh, also known as Uncredited Rewrite on Twitter. Denzel is known as Black Chivalrous Nerd. And then we have our special guest, Jamila, who is the creator and founder of Girl Gone Geek. So before I pass the virtual mic over to them, just want to make a couple of announcements. Please check out BlackGirlNerds.com. It's a great website. You should bookmark it. If you go to the right sidebar on our website, there are blog ads. Blog Ads allows you to purchase space and advertise your product on our website, and it will stay there as long as you'd like. So blogads.com is the website, but if you click on the link when you go to blackgirlnerds.com, it'll take you over to the landing page where you can purchase your cart of any type of size ad or for however long the duration period that you want your ad to run on the site. So check that out, and it does help support everything that we do with Black Girl Nerds. Also, we have products and merchandise. It's on a website called Zazzle. So if you go to www.zazzle.com forward slash Blurredgasm, you can purchase a lot of BGN swag there. There's t-shirts, there's coffee mugs. Uh, there's mouse pads, a whole bunch of fun stuff. I actually just purchased another shirt just for myself because I plan on going to another convention next week. So it's a great thing to wear when you go to your favorite cons and uh, just to be able to show off your BGM pride. So check that out when you get the opportunity. And again, thanks to everybody who have purchased products and supported us in the past. So I'm going to pass the virtual mic over to our host, Lee, and then over to Denzel and to Jamila please introduce yourselves. Tell us who you are, where you're from, your websites or any current projects that you're working on.
0: What is going on, folks? My name is Lee Johnson, uh, uncredited rewrite on Twitter. Um, I don't have a website. I don't have really much anything. but I'm just a regular old teacher here in Memphis, Tennessee, um, ninth grade English, and you know I live tweet shows with everybody. Uh, I used to have a blog talk radio show, but I haven't done that in a while. Love the doctor uh and really really honored to be on tonight thanks jamie thanks everybody at twib for having me to to help host this out so what's up and junk. <laughs> all
2: right hello everyone what's good what's the deal how you doing how you feel this is your friendly residential black chivalrous nerd denzel lamar i am one of the co-hosts of the uh, comic book corner which you can find underneath the three black geeks uh podcast feed um we where we basically talk about anything comic book related, movies or books or whatever comes to our mind. Of um, I'm also a contributor to the blog Blur- to the Blurred Nation blog that is blurrednation.com/blog. Um, you can check us out. We have multiple bloggers talking about anything nerd related or whatever their passion is. Uh, and stay tuned because like I always say, Dragon Sage is coming. <laughs>
3: Hey everybody! I'm Jamila uh, from Girl Gone Geek. It's my blog where I talk about everything I'm obsessed with, which is almost everything: uh, sci-fi, video games, lots of Doctor Who, lots of comics. And I am the also the founder of Straight Outta Gotham, which is geek culture meets hip hop culture. And I make memes and gifs out of the geeky rap lyrics you hear in all your favorite ratchet <laughs> rap songs. And, uh, <laughs> there are about a, a week,
2: ago. week ago. Week <laughs> ago. <laughs> Nervous and yes, we tweaking, Mo.
3: <laughs> somebody's doing this money dance right now. Um, and I'm the co-founder of Geek Girl Brunch, which is a meetup org for geek girls.
1: Awesome. Oh. All right. So, Doctor Who, we're going to talk about it. I will pass it over to Lee. And um, I'll start with kind of bringing up just a general um, topic for for. Doctor Who and and what you've thought about this season so far. This season, new season, new Doctor, Capaldi is now leading the ship. So what has been your favorite moment of the show, um, and what have been some of your favorite moments this season?
0: Yeah, you know, for me, so far, what's been great about this season is, and I think this is kind of goes along with... uh, what Doctor Who has been able to do, and why a lot of people have been getting into it since it's come back, is the the diversity, and not just really with um, the human characters, but you know they they kind of they're so inclusive with like the aliens. And when you look at the actors that are playing the aliens without the makeup, you know you see a lot of people of color. You see a lot of women, definitely strong women characters. But um, I just love the diversity. I think my favorite episode was the one where they went inside the Dalek and, uh, anything (laughs) involving the doctor and Dalek is, is going to be great. And, uh, the, the actress that was there, I wish I could remember, I forgot her name, but I've seen her in a bunch of other things before. She, um, but she was really great. Um, oh, I wish I could remember her name, but, um, I loved that episode because, you know, Daleks and exterminate is just like it sends chills down my spine here. whenever I think about the Daleks, that being that great villain, that Moriarty for uh, the Doctor, because that's what everybody needs um, when you have a show like that is you got to have your Moriarty. And the Daleks are one of the greatest Moriarty's ever.
2: All right. Um, I would definitely love the diversity of them. Um, I love the fact that um, they bring in so much more. I really love the, um, I love the companions, how it's not always, Oh, we're just going to have a, a normal white chick. No, they, they've diversified where they had Martha. Woohoo. Team Martha all the way. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, we're going to get into that. Yeah. Oh, man. Um,
2: and like we, we've had, we've had, and you now also the companions have been women of different shapes. I'll say we've had companions that are skinny we've had companions who have meat on their bones so the show is is basically saying listen we don't want a certain figure to be a companion we want women of all sizes of shapes and colors to to jump in and I also love the Daleks (laughs) whenever I see like a Dalek episode it's I get chills up my spine just like how if I was to see like the rock Just make a random surprise uh return to the wwe now so it's like
3: oh my god daleks (laughs) (laughs) um um, i think for me it's been interesting because with the new doctor we all have to get used to him and um 12 is kind of mean uh he's not he's kind of grumpy and i don't dislike that necessarily but it makes me um realize that Okay, we go from Matt Smith, who's like kind of childlike, and then to this kind of grumpier old man. And it's like, this is all of the same person. This is the doctor. Whether we choose to like remember him as a Matt Smith or as a David Tennant, like he's also a so quality. He's also kind of mean and, and stuff. And maybe that was suppressed in previous, uh, incarnation or reincarnations, but, um, or regeneration. But, uh, but I like that, that it makes me, realize like oh this he's kind of mean to these people but it's like but that's the doctor and I love the doctor so it's like I have to love all of him or at least understand all of him so I like that it makes us kind of like change or like see all of the faces that the doctor has so to speak Um, and I think one of it's like such a small moment but my favorite moment was um, when he said are you my mummy and it was like (laughs) oh that's so funny but it was also me realizing like this is the same person like we may forget, like, he's also tenant, Like, he's also all of this. So it was funny when he said that. Um, and I think my favorite episode was Listen. Uh, I just thought it was super creepy, and they did that pretty well. Um, and I've, I have wasn't a fan of Clara or Clara before, but um, I like her more this season. I'm not, like, she's not going to be my favorite ever, but, um, but I like her more. I think she's more developed this season. I don't think she was really last year. She's kind of like a tool, but... But, yes, yeah, so I think that's a <laughs> uh, She's you, like a tool. Not like a that, tool in like. point. She's like a tool for the doctor. Like, she was like a plot device more uh, than okay. actually like, Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking the traditional tool. sense
1: of
0: the word term. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that, that, that's a great point. I mean, you know, we talk about having to get used to the doctor uh, when he regenerates. Uh, but we also really have to get used to the companions because there's always this big debate and I know we'll get into a little bit later about who the best companion is but um I'm with you I I was thinking Clara wasn't that great I was like she's kind of boring you know especially after the whole (laughs) Rory and Amy thing but then I have to remember it took me a while to get into Rory and Amy before I started to like them and with Clara it's like oh I'm Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel you a little bit. You know, she got herself that black dude that they see in who? What's his name? Like Pink or something? It's like, yeah. I was yeah. like, okay. You know, how did he go through being in the military with the last name Pink? I don't know. But, uh, but yeah. I mean, fine. I think that, and you know, um, Stephen Moffat is often criticized about the way that he writes women characters. So I think that finally mm-hmm. he's starting to develop a little bit, um, with doing that. But yeah, she, she's, she, I, I, deal with her. I won't say I like her yet. <laughs>
3: You're dealing her. with her.
0: You're tolerating I her.
3: her. I hate her less.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: So, okay, um, we kind of discussed a little bit about your favorite episodes uh, this season. Do you have any favorite episodes of all time that have just sat with you and resonated with you throughout the years?
0: Oh, my. Let me tell you something. There's actually there's three, I guess you could say, because one is a two-parter. Um, obviously, Blink is one yes. of the <laughs> best episodes ever written, ever Blink. shot, Blink is the scariest episode. I was just about yes. to say
2: it is a scary episode.
0: It's I mean mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. edge of your seat stuff right there. And what's what's great about that episode is that it's very Dr. Light. Like you know it's it the doctor is there yeah. but he's not there. You know it's all of these different things and The the tragedy, you know, spoilers for those that haven't seen it, but the tragedy with uh, the black cop that got caught by one of the weeping angels that he was an old man after he sees the the young lady journalist again. And I mean, it's it's probably like the perfect episode, the perfect standalone episode for me. Um, And then I also like the the two parter with uh, Donna and introducing um, River Song. I think that's probably one of yes. my favorite. Just oh, yeah. When they were in, so, the
2: shadow, in the in the
0: library and it was nothing but shadows. Oh, yeah. I love library. that. And then with yes. spoilers and the last oh, yes. like the last what five minutes of the episode where he runs back with the sonic screwdriver and say like, I mean, just gets me all up in my feelings, you know. Like a man <laughs> like a man of course. But I, I think those, those are two, those are two of, uh, those are three, I guess you could say, of my favorite episodes.
2: Uh, For me, yeah. um, I would say definitely, definitely anything that got to do with the Weeping Angels, uh, just Weeping Angel episodes really have me all scared and everything because of the fact that um, where, I, where I live in a uh, Pennsylvania, there's nothing but churches and there are statues angels angel statues so now i'm scared to just blink at one of them <laughs> <laughs> of um but another another episode that i love uh oh, i forget the name of it but it was like this i think uh lee was just talking about it um where the girl was delusional thinking that she was stuck in this chamber that was surrounded by daleks and find out spoilers um she's a dalek herself it's <laughs> like the whole time she's like, "Doctor, help me! Doctor, help me!" And I, she's like, "You're almost here." And, he, and he's like, "Uh,"
3: wasn't that Clara? Was that Clara? That was like when we—I think that was Clara. Met her. Um, it was like it's so complicated her storyline. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember the name. Um, but yeah, when she was like baking the souffle, souffle. Girl. Yes, the souffle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and of course, anything with River Song. Just River Song is. I love River.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, whenever she says sweetie.
2: Yes. Or just her spoilers. <laughs> and her little journal and uh where her and the doctor would just catch up it was like, okay, do have we done this or have we done that? And it's like, no, we haven't done that yet. <laughs>
3: um i think uh of course blink i feel like blink's like what's your favorite except for blink because that's everybody's favorite because it was so amazing <laughs> um uh i really liked midnight which was like the opposite of blink and it was all about tenant and when he was stuck in that um yes that was a great like episode. A, a plane or bus kind of thing yes! i thought that was fantastic i thought you we was stuck on the train was, yeah on the train it was fantastic and really like suspenseful and um the the doctor's wife of course is probably if I'm forced to pick one favorite it might be that one also I cried a lot and then also I cried a lot at Vincent and the doctor um although like the monster of the story was kind of stupid um I just like the Vincent Van Gogh feels were just like overwhelming and I thought it was really beautiful um they it was just really beautiful and I feel like that's a good episode to show somebody like these are the feels you can get from Doctor Who and Blink, like this is how creepy it can be in Doctor Who, and Midnight is like this is how awesome the acting can be. Um, so yeah, those are some of the favorites, but of course, there's a lot,
0: yeah. With Midnight, Midnight really re- reminded me of um, that Twilight Zone episode with the plane oh. and the yeah. little William gremlin Schindler's on the episode. plane, yeah. yeah, like that's what I was getting from that, and I was like, wow, this is so brilliant. And just, like, that fear and, you know, you're in that enclosed space and and there's all these people and, oh, uh, we're good. But then as time moves on and, you know, you can't get out and it's, it, uh, yeah, I just loved everything about that episode. That was a great episode. It
1: was so good.
2: And that the whole entire time that the train thing was happening, Don, I, I think it was Donna. Was it Donna that was like, all right, I'm going to go to the spa. <laughs>
3: exactly. Yeah, like... Sunbathing,
2: or something. Yeah. She was sunbathing, <laughs> and the whole time the doctor's trying to figure out what was going on in the train.
1: Oh <laughs> man, really. So, do um, any of you have a favorite time lord? Time lord, and who was it, and why?
0: David um, Tennant. Yeah, I'm sorry, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, everybody says <laughs> David Tennant. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, I'm, I mean, he's he was amazing. But I recently was watching. Um, the first when they rebooted it, it had Christopher Eccleston, and I, he he really does not get enough love, because his season, his one season run as the Doctor was really good. Um, he's still not my favorite. It's still going to be David Tennant, but if we were going to do, <laughs> like, an order, especially with oh. the reboot, um, he's definitely a strong number two for me.
3: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. Tennant's my favorite. Um, it's It's, like, he's everybody's favorite for a reason. I feel like he, like, Eccleston got me into liking Doctor Who, so I got through that first season, and I was like, I love this thing, and then uh Tenant was just like, alright, now I'm obsessed with it, and that's kind of like where it went. It went from like, I like it a lot, to like, this is my favorite thing in all the time and space. Um Also, he's cute, so that helped, and... Always a plus. Basically, like, why would you not fall in love with this guy? Come on.
2: Uh, but yeah, I I enjoy Tenet. Um, Eccleston, I really didn't. I guess I guess that was the really didn't get a good vibe from him, honestly, because he he seemed kind of dickish. <laughs> 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 to, to me, he seemed kind of dickish. But then yeah. I was talking to my sister and everything, and she was saying that like that was around at like, the time apparently where he where he had just like uh, blown up. Uh, Gallifrey and everything. So he was still in like that war state of mind or whatever. So I was like, eh, and I tried watching that That's season again. And I'm still like, nope, don't like Chris. Nope, but no, uh, love Tenet. I guess because of the fact that he just walked around with Chuck's in that coat. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck's coat and the suit and everything was definitely a plus. Plus he was, he was out of the, out of all the Doctors during the reboot, he was, to me, he was the most charismatic.
0: Oh, totally. Oh, definitely. He was, was the most
2: charismatic. And as someone who's um full of charisma, if you know me very well, you'll <sighs> know that I see a whole bunch of myself in the David Tennant Doctor. So I can <laughs> relate to the, to uh, yeah. Tennant.
0: <laughs> I think what makes you know what makes him so great, what makes him everybody's favorite doctor, is that he really did display a lot of versatility acting mm-hmm. wise. With mm. what you were saying about Eccleston being like kind of a an a hole, like yeah, that that worked. But and especially I see a lot of Eccleston and Capaldi now. Yeah, I was that's another thing yeah, I agree with. Yeah. But yeah, you know with with Tennant, you know he was goofy and you know kind of fun and all that stuff. But he could switch. Yes, oh, yeah, Oh like mm-hmm. the the two-part episode with martha and you know he was human for a while to hide from these uh these other aliens Yeah, like, and at the end and they were doing like the the little voiceover and see you know the 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 vengeance of a time lord and what he how he punished all of those people like that was straight raw like yes. what he did to those people was raw and i was like dang like he really can be evil and i think even um I think the first, not the first episode with Donna, but when Donna was for real the companion. No, the first episode with Donna before Martha, when uh, he was getting ready to allow an alien to drown to death. And you just see that look on his face and Donna pulled him back. So I think he has that ability, even now, like when I'm watching him in Grace Point, which is another show that he's awesome in, um, he just can, he can just, he's, he's really a chameleon. Like, he's a for real actor. And I think that's what everybody loved about him is that, mm-hmm. you know, moving to Eccleston, he was like this goofy and fun and all that stuff. But he had those moments where he could switch and be that vengeful time lord. And mm-hmm. it was fantastic. So definitely yeah. Eccleston is everyone's favorite.
3: 10
0: oh, I'm sorry. I'm not
3: <laughs> <There we> <laughs>
1: My bad,
0: my bad, my bad. (laughs) And a lot of
1: folks on Twitter agree with you. A lot of folks are echoing David Tennant as their favorite doctor. Couple of Ecclestons up there, but Tennant looks like like he's
3: winning. I think like what's interesting is like Tennant was kind of a nice in between like of Eccleston and Smith. Like he had the, those elements where he could be very like harsh. And you saw that. Um, And then he could also be fun and childish, which is what Matt Smith kind of went directly into. Um, So it's like we get a little bit of everything. So we kind of feel satisfied. It's not like just this one kind of type of mood doctor. Um, And and he's just like he's an amazing actor in general. So like he's like classically trained in like Shakespeare theater or something, I think. So he's awesome. So he could do all that successfully.
2: And I just thought about something, and you you guys might question me with this, but I think David Tennant as the doctor, like the David Tennant doctor, he's the Joker when it comes to all this. And I'll explain why. Because everyone knows that the Joker is crazy, and he has his funny moments, but when it comes, to, when it gets down to the nitty gritty, he, he and when he needs to switch it on, he switches it on, and when he does, it is it is something not to mess with. And that's the same thing I see with David Tennant is that he can, he can be goofy. He can be charismatic. He can be friendly and all that. But when it's time to be a time Lord and save the universe, he's like, all right, let's
0: go. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, no disrespect to Matt Smith. I think he did a a decent job considering what he had to go, what he had, what he had to go. (laughs) but, But I mean, think of it like this though. I mean, he, what, what saved Tennant, in my opinion, is that he had Amy and Rory and River Song to lean on. He had great right, supporting right. help to 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 move him along. And then towards the end, he really started to come to into his own. But uh, I, those were those were huge shoes to fill in when he came on.
3: Oh yeah, that was really tough. I mean, Tennant was practically perfect. Um, and he was so different. But I mean, I liked Matt Smith. It took me a while to adjust. And, um, I think, like we were saying off off a uh, podcast, like with Matt Smith, we kind of a lot of us needed an adjustment period to get used to the new doctor. But like for me, when it was from Eccleston to Tennant, it was like instant. like he is the doctor, and I've always like felt comfortable with him since the first moment he was he appeared on screen and with the two new ones with Matt and Capaldi I've always needed like a couple of episodes to get used to them um so I think that's a testament also to like Tenet just being really really amazing.
0: oh yeah I mean who who doesn't you know drop some tears whenever when he says, <laughs> when he says uh don't, I don't want to go oh yes <laughs> <what? laughs> come on yes I <laughs> when Tenet <laughs>
2: When Tenet regenerated into Smith, that was, that was the,
0: uh, oh, so many feels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was watching that with my son part. when it premiered, when, when it was premiering, and I'm watching it with my son, and my son is looking at me like, what's the matter with you? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go do your
3: homework. I feel like his, I feel like I cried the most with, with Tenet, and I think that's also due to RTD's uh. yeah robert davies um writing was a lot more like emotional than Moffat's has been but um i think it's also because like just pull it there's so many pulling at the heartstrings episodes that happened Mm -hmm. um and people dying and stuff i mean i don't even want to talk about donna because like cheese. i am never gonna be over that because she's my favorite but really oh yeah donna's donna's amazing she's my favorite hmm We we
0: we are we gonna have to jump into that? I mean, now? I'm
3: sure we'll talk about it. We might. As
0: well say, just how about we just right? jump into, well, into that?
1: Before one. we Before we get to Donna, I just want to address a question on Twitter. This is from Brian Beckwith. He says, "What do you think about the doctor's reaction to people of color? He's been real negative to them, especially this season."
0: What? Wow.
3: I haven't. I haven't, I haven't
0: really seen that. I mean, yeah. Um,
3: Annie, I think it's because he's a sol- soldier more than because he's yeah.
0: Black. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, it...
3: And then I guess that other soldier who was, like, not white, that girl um, from the... Yeah, Holocaust. yeah. But the, I, I think he I, just I, doesn't I, like soldiers.
0: Nah, I Yeah, think he, I think yeah. it's also... I, I think for... I, it, and it's not really with this Capaldi. I think it's throughout the series, since the reboot, I think it's just, in my opinion, it's been kind of The Doctor's slight disdain. And you really saw this with Eccleston. Mm -hmm. But it's the Doctor's kind of disdain towards humans. Yes, he protects humans, but he really doesn't like humans. Mm -hmm. He's just like... he, He really thinks that they are beneath him because... Uh, I don't know if he's waiting for some type of evolution to happen with human beings. And since he is a time lord, he can go throughout all these different areas in time. He doesn't see that evolution of of the human spirit. So I I don't know if I don't necessarily think it's people of color that he can't stand. I think it's more the human race that he's just like waiting for this potential to be reached and it's not being reached. And it, it frustrates him. And I really think you saw, like, that was probably, for the Eccleston season, that was probably one of the biggest things that I couldn't stand about him. Like, he really didn't like humans. And it was just like, come on, man. I mean, we trying? <laughs> so so I, I don't really think it's, it's people of color in general. I just think that he doesn't really have uh, humans in the highest regard. And he keeps giving them chances to be great. But you know, we keep screwing up.
3: I think, uh, I see, I see what you mean. Um, I think Tennant loved humans. Um, I think that, that doctor loved him and I feel like he expressed it a lot. I think he kind of, the doctor goes between like being like really admiring humans for all of these different reasons. And then being like the smartest person in the room always forever. So he's like, probably feels really annoyed by humans a lot. Um and I think this season there were he's just always annoyed with everybody. He's he is not a nice doctor this season. So I think when there were black characters there, he wasn't nice to them. But if they're white if you just switched them with a white person, it would have been the same because he's just frustrated, doesn't care about anybody. You see how easily, like, if somebody's going to die or died, like, he didn't care this season. Um, he's just a really grumpy guy, and I think it just happened to be that, like, sometimes there are characters of color, which I think is awesome. Um, I'm thinking these people are talking about when he was kind of mean to the the graffiti guy in, um, like, three episodes ago. I can't remember his mm-hmm. name. The black kid. And then yeah, yeah. maybe the girl from the school, um, who... I can't or remember. With yeah, yeah, he was kind of mean to her, but I feel like he's mean to everybody. So, yeah. um, I mean, I, yeah, people
2: opportunity hate with this doctor. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but a special kind of hate for soldiers. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: I think it's that it's that like senseless killing or like killing people because somebody told you to. Um, like it's killing. I mean, but so I think that's what it, that that has to do with it.
0: Yeah, I think he he. He dislikes violence more than, than anything, which is weird, you know, uh, and I know we'll probably get into this later with the companion thing, because uh, I have, like, my own theory on that, but I, he dislikes violence and he dislikes humans because the first thing most of the time in the episodes when it involves humans is that we want to take a gun and shoot something. So right, I, I think right. that's what he hates more than anything. Understandable.
1: Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Question on Twitter. This is actually from Lauren. Lauren, uh, she helps moderate our BGN podcast Twitter account. So she has a question. Kind of interested to know how each co host got introduced to the show.
0: Oh, wow. Um, I got introduced to the show. um, if if, if uh, I'm sure, folks will remember because uh, it wasn't that long ago. There were these things called video stores, and in these video <laughs> stores, you could do something <laughs> called rent DVDs. You <laughs> to get one of those. <laughs> so, uh, I've I heard was, of these. I, I had a friend of mine that worked at a video store, and he was like, "You need to get into this show called Doctor Who." And um, my the first season that I actually watched was David Tennant's first season. Um, I didn't see the Eccleston season until much later. So I started watching it, and uh, I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of interesting. I like this. And um, then it was, it was still on BBC America uh, when I started watching it. So I, I watched that, that first season on DVD first, and then the transition to watching it on BBC America, trying to catch up and everything. Um, and that's just when I started to just love the show. So uh, that's when I first started watching it. Uh, I, I watched um, David Tennant's first season on DVD and then transitioned to watching it on B- live on BBC America.
2: Um, for me, it was, well, it wasn't TV-wise, but um, the comic book store near my, near my house actually had the comic book issues um, on display. And I just saw it and was like, Doctor Who? Who's that? And then Of course, just, like, just in my curiosity, just, like, skimmed through it, really didn't pay no attention to it, and then, like, put it back on the shelf and everything, and then this might sound pandering, but it was actually Elon James White who, uh, actually, uh, talked about it on, uh, We Nerd Hard, or JTMN cast, for those who remember those days, um, he kept on talking about the TARDIS and Doctor Who and all this stuff, and, then my sister started getting into it and everything. So I was like, all right, all right. I'll watch Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> so then I saw it was on Netflix and, you know, I started watching it with uh, Eccleston. And first couple episodes of Eccleston, really, I really couldn't get into it. So I put it on the shelf and told my sister about it. She goes, no, you got to punch through. You got to mm-hmm. punch through. Because <laughs> it was when it was dealing with the mannequins and that I was just like, Really? This is what everyone's excited about. <laughs> and I did. I, and so I'm glad that I did punch through it and everything. And, uh, yeah, now I can't get enough of the doctor.
3: Um, My brother got me into Doctor Who. He, uh, It's his birthday today. Um, Happy, so birthday. Birthday, Happy birthday. Happy so, birthday. Feliz um, he, <laughs> he's, uh, he's pretty... Um, like particular with his taste. So I know that if he likes something, it has to be really good. So I'm like, I'm watching the first episode like you. And I was like, wow, this is really kind of interesting. Um, the graphics were kind of sh- terrible. And, um, so I was like, this <laughs> isn't, it wasn't love at first sight. Let me just say that, but I powered through the first season, which is always what I tell people. Like, just get through the first season and you'll love it. And, like, towards the end half, I was, like, I really like this show. It, it, the heart, like, started to get used to the Doctor and all that stuff. Because I had I'd never watched Doctor Who before. Apparently my parents did, um, but never told me about it. So I had no idea about this fandom before. Um, and it's, after I got through the first season, I was, like, this is awesome. Then Tenant came, and I was, like, well, there goes my life. Like, this is this is what I'm going to be obsessed with. Um, and that's what happened. <laughs>
0: That's brilliant.
3: Does anybody have a favorite companion?
1: Who was it and why? <laughs> Here
2: we go.
0: Here we go.
2: All right, um, I think you go first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know,
0: I mean, and, and uh, talked about this uh, before, uh, Jamie, many moons ago when, when we did uh, on Blog Talk Radio
3: mm-hmm. about
0: how much uh, I love Martha. Uh, Martha is my Woo-hoo. favorite. Um, and it was funny. I was thinking about this today. Uh, I I love Martha not because, like, you know, she was the first black companion or whatever, but I I love her because she was, she added so much. I think my only complaint about Martha was that she fell in love with the doctor too quickly. But other than that, I mean, she really was the perfect complement to the David Tennant doctor. And... I, I think a lot of people kind of forget that not only her being the first black companion was was a big deal, but I mean she did a lot of things that I don't think most of the other companions did. You know, she was in an animated series with the Doctor. Um, you know, there was she had a, a a book written about her during her season when it was like the towards the end of that season with the Master. Um, when she was away for a year traveling and all of that stuff and and building up the the story of the Doctor, they wrote a book for her talking about her travels that year before she came back and, you know, saved the world. And, I mean, she just did so many great things during her run. And uh, also being able to jump off and do a couple of episodes of Torchwood. Uh, I think what she brought to the table was such a, a particular level of strength that we did end up seeing with with Donna and with Amy and and hopefully with Clara that we didn't really see with Rose. Rose, in my opinion, is not my favorite companion. She's definitely towards the bottom. Um, but I think that there was this level of, like I said before, depth, that she brought to the table that I don't really think she gets a lot of appreciation for. Um, and you also
2: got to remember that a lot of people like will say that that Donna was, or not Donna, Martha was basically, they they call her the rebound companion because the doctor was still hurting over Rose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you saw that in a couple of episodes. I mean, you know, and, and she even called him out on it. She was like, you know, have you heard of rebound much? And I mean, th- there was some times where, she where martha was like making fun of rose and it was like i think the the episode where uh captain jack hartness came back and they were talking about and he was like you know unless she's blonde and then martha was like oh she was blonde that explains so much i mean that was she was throwing <laughs> some shade and rightfully so um but yeah I, I i think that she's definitely my favorite because like i said she added uh a, a lot of depth to the character and she had to kind of step up for Rose because a lot of people loved Rose um and you know there was you know it's like some big shoes to fill for her she was she was more in my opinion an action star companion than Rose and Donna have ever been so i really love the uh, i really love Martha she's definitely my favorite
2: yeah i i agree i love Martha like you said there was more depth with Martha than you saw with Rose even though I do like Rose but Martha was better um Donna like she was alright but she really (laughs) didn't she really didn't shine out until the end of her companionship with the doctor when she became Dr. Donna as everyone wants to call her now (laughs) and yeah in that in that moment and everything but I love I love Martha um Because more she, like you said, it was more with her, you know, she became the militant one out of all of the companions. So it was like she could definitely hold her own. Plus, I love the fact that she just rebelled against her mother the the entire time of her companionship. (laughs) It was like her mom. Her mom was the was the generic black mother. Listen, I heard I heard from this person who says that this person says that the doctor is not a good person. Baby, you should be going with that person.
0: I don't care, <laughs> Mama. You don't own me, right? <laughs> I'm grown. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I love Martha. Team Martha all the way.
3: Uh, I am Team Donna all the way, all by myself on this podcast. But that's fine. Um, uh, it's so funny because I feel like, like the companion debate is gets so heated. And I don't, I think people just have so many, when it comes to the companion, people have so many personal connections with them. I mean, the doctor is still the doctor. Um, We can have favorite doctors, but he's always the doctor. Um, But I love Donna the most because The I loved her dynamic with Tenet more than anybody because she was the one that was not in love with him. Although, like, I don't know how she couldn't be in love with him. I would be like Rose and Martha and stuff. But, uh, and I guess, (laughs) like, like, why would I not? But, um, but I love their dynamic. I thought it was, we got to see a different side and got to, like, experience adventures a little differently because she was just coming from the, like, friendship, um. Um, platonic part and I just thought she was she's really great comedic actress and uh, I thought she was really funny and I mean I, yeah I wasn't a big fan of Martha um, I just didn't I wanted to love her because she's a black girl like come on you're, you're all set up to be my favorite but she wasn't um, I just didn't connect with her and I was one of the people who just felt like her crush was a little frustrating like I just wanted her to not like him like get over it he does not like you, he still likes Rose. Stop whining about it, and it was just like that's also the doctor's fault. He shouldn't have been getting a new companion so soon after Rose, but that's also what just the doctor does. He doesn't want to be by himself, he gets lonely. Um, so yeah, Donna's my favorite, like through and through. When and when I like, I liked Rose too, and I like Martha's cool. Um, Amy. I did not like until the end, until the last season. I I thought she was mean to Rory, and I thought she was kind of empty and not a nice person. Um, Too
2: controlling.
3: Yeah, she just wasn't. She wasn't nice, and and that's just I don't know. That could be something to do with Moffat too. But uh, I liked Rory way more than I liked Amy. Um, But I liked her towards the end. I felt like she got a little heart at towards the end. But and Clara is like uh, I don't really care.
2: In fairness, (laughs) Amy. I'll play devil's advocate. She did wait for doc for the doctor for like almost like 18 years. So it was nothing but a bunch of pent up frustration when she first ran into the doctor. And then it was like, I'll be right back. And then he like left for like, like uh, so many years. And then when he came back, she was a grown woman.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I just felt like she wasn't nice to Rory either. This guy, she eventually married was just like off kind of liking the doctor and kissing him. And then like, not being nice to this guy, who I thought was a better companion. Like I liked him; I thought he was more interesting than she was. Um, she was just like, I don't know. Now, are we
2: counting uh, River Song as a companion just as well?
3: I don't really count her as a companion. Yeah, I don't count. I her as like she's as a companion. like uh, she's like what's his face, like,
0: like Captain, Captain
3: Jack? Jack. Yeah, she's like Captain Jack, where they're like oh, there. Yeah, I, don't.
0: They're, 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 yeah I, I see. I see River Song more as as an equal instead of a companion to the Doctor, even though she's not, you know, a Time Lord or anything like that. Like, the same thing with Captain Jack Harkness. I don't really see him as a companion. I see him more closer than, closer to an equal to the Doctor. Um, And I think that there's there's slightly a a bit of a difference between that with them. Um, I I will say, though, Donna's season, Donna's run, was probably some of the best written stuff. And I, I liked what Donna said when uh, they came back, and Martha came back for a couple of episodes, and and it was my it was one of my favorite lines in the whole season when um, they came back and Martha was with you unit and everything like that, and Donna says, "You made her into a soldier," and then David Tennant was like, <laughs> "Well,
3: you know," it was like.
0: <laughs> Uh,
3: see but, what
2: had
0: happened was <laughs>
3: yeah exactly <laughs> but,
2: and, Either they're and then then
3: it, lying on a beach or they're like a soldier
0: <laughs> yeah and it was just like it was, and it was funny because that was like a line that, that carried over to the end of that season when uh, Darvos was saying you know this is what you do doctor you know you don't carry a gun but you get people and you frame and you frame them into weapons and I was like dang that was deep because yeah, that's, that is that is what he true. does. He, he creates this kind of inner militaristic strength in these characters. And yes, they don't want to kill or anything like that. But again, Martha was prepared to bust out a nuclear weapon and destroy the earth because of what was happening. I don't think she would have been able to do that unless she was with her time with the doctor and her experiences of being with him in different worlds and saving the world and all of that stuff. So I think that there was, with her season, she, like I said, she's probably my second favorite companion, but at the same time, you know, her season was probably the best written one.
3: And I think yeah. it has something to do with Tenant leaving also. Like, it was just so much building up to it that it had to be strong, and she was along for the ride. And I think like it fit for her to be the one to see with like the, one of the companions to uh, be with him when he when he goes.
2: And now I have a question. And this was one of the questions I actually thought about of them. Um, no, besides my fat and uh, the other guy or the other main writer for the show. Yeah, what are sp- T Davies. T Davies. Uh, what is some of your other favorite writers, other shows even if they had like a one shot episode, or maybe, like, a couple Neil more. Gaiman. I was about to say. Neil
3: Gaiman. I am Neil, such a fangirl, no. Neil Gaiman. <laughs> I have, like, Neil a man tattoo on my back. I, like, he's a god. Um, And The Doctor's Wife was just, it's one of my favorite episodes. It was yes. amazing. Cried yes. a bunch. But it was, like, who else could really write the TARDIS as a person and, like, make us cry and have all these feels. Like, he's been a fanboy since he was young, so, like, it makes so much sense um definitely neil neil gaiman although i didn't really care for his cyberman episode that much but kind of freaky but then again it's neil gaiman
0: we're talking about
3: so yes
1: (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs)
2: but
1: yeah i I definitely
0: i definitely liked um some of mark uh gatus's episodes that he had written um he he did a very good job i think um outside of Moffitt and Davies. Um, and yes, Neil Gaiman was fantastic as well. But uh, I definitely like, like Mark, I don't know, Gattis, Gattis. I'm not, I'm not sure how to pronounce okay.
3: that. <laughs> I but I could be wrong.
2: All right. So ne- another question I had guys. Um, and this was actually on our topic. Since we got to get back on topic of our, of our questions. Uh, what did you guys think of the 50th anniversary episode? The
0: 50th special. Oh, I loved this so much.
3: Oh yeah. I loved it. Um, except
0: for Rose, but I loved, I, I, I I absolutely loved loved it. it. I I was, it was, it was was so much fun. Yeah. And then, you know, David again was, you know, I don't really want to go. I was like, come on, what, what are you doing? What was, what's happening here?
3: David again was just like, I mean, it's going to be my favorite of course. Like I, I, but I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought, I'm glad they tied in a lot of Time Lord stuff because we don't get a lot of that. Um, kind of just like this thing that the doctor doesn't talk about so i was happy that it was finally like all about gallifrey um mm-hmm. and there was that little like hey maybe they're not really gone and it's like oh shoot when is this going to happen like in 10 years uh but i thought it was a lot of fun um it's a little confusing with the war doctor but i think that that's Ethelston's fault because he didn't come back because of beef i don't know so i think they had to make that war doctor um but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was pretty good. My favorite Wasn't part, like perfect, but it was pretty good. Yeah.
2: My favorite part is when they're getting ready to go go into to battle, and all of a sudden you hear Matt Tennant go Alonzi, you hear David <laughs> Smith or Matt Smith go Geronimo, you hear War Doctor <laughs> goes Oh for the love of Galifrance
0: <laughs> stance.
2: <Yeah. laughs> oh, it was. I love that, and yeah, Rose. Even though it was good to see Rose again, and it was, she was more conscious for the War Doctor than anything. And it was yeah. like, uh, his talking, talking point and everything. And I love how, uh, he basically said the, the War Doctor said something about Wolf, and Matt Tennant was like, What? Wait, she's here? <laughs> and she starts looking around for Rose.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I was like, Goosebumps. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So yeah, so now, it's so, so because fun. of that, I'm so anxious to see, you know, like Gallifrey, the them going back to Gallifrey. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it's going to be very interesting moving forward how how they do that, and um, yeah. I think it's going to be, yeah, you know, we hear so much about it, and so it'll it'll be good to see how that works out.
1: So should we, as new viewers, watch the original episodes? Why or why not? <sighs>
0: I would you say know, yes. Do you like them? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, like... I seriously don't know. I don't know. I, haven't, I mean, it's on Netflix, and I looked at it, and I, and I, I mean, I haven't looked at any of the episodes, but I, I kind of, when I'm scanning through and I see them, I'm like, do I really want to watch this? No, I mean, because it's, if I do end up watching any of it, it'll probably be the Sarah Jane Smith uh, run. Because she was such an iconic uh, companion, may she rest in peace, you know, um, uh, Elizabeth Sladen. Um, So it was, I would watch it for that. Um, I I don't really think you need to watch any of the old episodes to get the idea of the Doctor. Um, If, you know, for nostalgia's sake, maybe you could watch it. But I'm not, I don't think it's essential. I don't think it's essential to watch the old episodes to get into it now. Um, but if I do end up watching it, which I, I really do plan on on watching it, you know, to to, to become a full Whovian, because <laughs> I don't really think that I am a full Whovian. I am a fan of the show, but, you know, I couldn't tell you about Tom Baker and any of the other previous doctors, Um But, yeah, Elizabeth Sladen and Sarah Jane Smith and, you know, the Sarah Jane Smith adventures, which is on Hulu, um, you know, all of those things that she she was such a great companion. She was such an iconic companion because I think she was, you know, to bring up these 70s terms, she was, you know, the women's liber of of all of that stuff. And, and, you know, no, I ain't going to take this mess because a lot of the companions up before her were just like you know following him around like a puppy and and he was really uh and and again it's because of the times um was very sexist towards him so uh, um i i don't think you need to but if you really do want to get a kind of a comprehensive history of doctor who absolutely go for it
2: uh, and i was just about to say that if like if you want to know the full on history of the doctor and everything like that, I would definitely suggest it because I'm actually doing that now. Uh I'm actually watching the old episodes and it's, it's all right.
3: It, it, it it's, <laughs> yeah. it's good, but yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know you gotta,
2: just got to trudge through it. <laughs>
3: yeah. I, I agree. Like you should try. I feel like everybody should try. I don't think you need to love it or even really like it because TV was different. So it's not going to be, like, it's gonna be a lot different than Doctor Who is now as far as like the quality and the graphics. So like, if we're used, if, if you're in a generation that's used to a certain amount of like, certain type of graphics, like it's gonna be completely different. Um, it might be a little funny without trying to be funny. Um, but you should try and then maybe you'll like it. Um, it will definitely probably make the experience of Doctor Who a lot more interesting because you'll get all of the jokes and you'll get when the doctor says something that the second doctor said, um, which you won't know unless you watch second doctor. Um, so, but like I've watched like two or three episodes and I was like, what well, it took me a while to get through like the first one because they're pretty long because they like put them together. and So it's kind of like movie length, but um I was like, this is kind of boring. I'm really, I feel really guilty. Like I should love this. Right. Uh, But I didn't. And I've, I try <laughs> to watch a couple more. So I think it's just like, I'm going to see if I can find the ones that I hear are the best and maybe most essential to Dr. Who universe and try and watch those. Um, But if not, like, I'm, I mean, I still love Dr. Who. So not seeing classic who hasn't changed that. Um, but I'll probably just make it, I'll just get stuff. I'll get the jokes more. <laughs> yeah, a
2: lot of people just basically told me that if you was going to watch Classic Who, watch the ones with the with the, the, the doctor with the scarf in the juice. Yeah, um, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the fourth doctor, yeah. I've watched some of him, and it was like, it was cool, um, but like, it's not like Tennant, you know? Um, right. <laughs> <different>. <laughs> it's different that's all just adjust your taste
2: and speaking of other doctors um i was just then just looking at the questions um when capaldi and i know it's gonna happen it's bound to happen when he regenerates um where do you see them going with a new doctor do you see them going in a a, a male but of a different race or do you see them going a uh, totally different aspect where he now goes into become a woman
0: i hope with all my heart and soul that they have a doctor that's a woman i really 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 want that to happen um i i i would i would prefer a person of color overall um but you know for some strange reason i feel that it would be the The percentage the chances of the doctor being a woman are a lot higher than it being a male person of color um and I would be okay with that if it was a woman i I think it would be great if the doctor is a woman because of that extra dimension that it would bring to the table um you know we would see so many diff like a completely different personality. Uh, with the doctor being a woman and, and handling situations differently. Um, I, I think it's time for that. I, I really do. I think that it would be, I think it would really kind of add life to the series. Um, and, you know, one of the, with Moffat and, you know, kind of to bring Sherlock into this, when Moffat introduced, uh, it, oh gosh, I forgot her name. Um, uh, the woman, and, and that's terrible that I have to call her that, but I don't remember Are you
3: talking about this season, Missy?
0: No, 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 no. I'm talking about, um, uh, oh, my goodness, why can't I remember her name now? In uh, Sherlock. Oh, my goodness, this is awful. Oh. I'm just totally blanking why can't I remember her name?
3: Yeah. But yeah, I can't remember. No, I know you're talking about that.
0: But yeah, you know, he called, he referred to her as the woman, but yeah, I think like if he were to bring someone like that in, who, you know, is just as clever as the doctor, but brings a completely different dimension as, as, uh, as that character. Um, and maybe we'll see that doctor being, uh, completely different around humans. Um, But just kind of going through these different male characters and the war doctor and, you know, things with Tennant and and how he how he was able to be kind of the chameleon. I would love to see what kind of dynamic would be brought to the series if the doctor was a woman.
1: Yeah, on Twitter, Lauren says, in a perfect world, River Song would be Dr. 13. Lord, please make that happen.
3: So River is married to herself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, what? That's complicated. Or I mean, remember?
0: Oh, remember, I mean, she uh, is a child of the TARDIS. So yeah. yeah. Remember during Tennant's run, the the Doctor's daughter. I mean, is, is there something that could happen to bring her back? And I think, and I know a lot of fans were were thinking about that too before Capaldi was introduced. And if there was a if there was a possibility of. There being a, a, a doctor that was a woman like that was like people were thinking, OK, well, they're going to bring the doctor's daughter back because her story didn't end. She got into a spaceship and was yeah. flying around doing adventures. So mm-hmm. it was definitely left out in the open for that to happen. So, I, I mean, that's and, and she was younger and, you know, kind of feisty and all that stuff. So th- I would love to see that if, if they were able to bring her back. Uh, or something to that dimension back.
3: Um, yeah, she kind of like disappeared, and we never saw her again. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought her up, but um, I, I'm kind of like I, I I feel like although pro feminism all that stuff, like I kind of want the doctor to stay a guy. That's just like <laughs> there's I don't really I just that's just how I feel. I don't have like like receipts to show you why, but um, uh, but that's just how I feel. Okay. But I do hope. Uh, that it is a, it is a male of color. Like, I feel like England is so much more, like there's so much more diversity on TV and in England than there is in the U S. Um, and I just don't understand why the doctor hasn't been anything other than white yet. So I hope that like, be it Indian, Asian, black, whatever, I just would like, he, he won't be ginger probably if he's not white. But um, but I don't care. I just because we all it's know how he wants re- to be ginger. Oh, we know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I, like, I gotta on. say real quick. I'm sorry. Uh, uh shout out to Don Walker on Twitter. Irene Adler. Yes, thank you.
2: Oh, that's what no, I was the, trying to the think. Woman of. He, the the name
0: that he was trying I to come know. up with. Yes. So shout out to her. Thank you. <laughs>
3: also, yes. I feel like Moffat probably will not make uh or like wouldn't write a good female doctor because he's kind of like not nice to women or kind of writes women and i don't know there's a lot of like misogyny going on with with some of moffat's writing so i wouldn't want to leave it to his reign
2: all right and for me i would love to see uh i mean i i hear what you're saying lee with the the female doctor that would be cool but I, I would like to see uh, a doctor of color. uh, Preferably, and I know this is what everyone wants, but Idris Elba as the doctor.
3: Oh my god, I can't even deal with that right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if Idris, El-
1: oh Idris Elba
2: with a bow tie as the doctor and a sonic oh screwdriver. That's, oh, my
1: goodness. That's money I, right there. I, let me just jump
2: in, because... <laughs> <laughs> I knew you was about to jump I, in, Jamie.
1: <laughs> what is it about... I love Idris Elba. I love him. Like, I would love to have a thousand of his kids. He's awesome. Don't but she- what is it about Idris Elba that everybody wants him to be in everything? I just don't get it. I just... So- I, I see it. He's English, right? It, it would make sense, but... Isn't there any black english actors out there aside from Idris Elba that we have to do fan casting for like Chiwetel Ejiofor I think he would be great for a doctor uh, Oh he would kill the game perfect. Yeah he, uh, is,
2: Peter, is, is Peter is Peter Mensah the man who did uh, animeus and on the Spartacus show is he british
0: Oh I... uh, no he's not he
2: is not. Oh okay cuz was going to say cuz if he was I could see him as a doctor as the doctor um but I guess because of the fact that Idris Elba is the most chari- is charismatic and everything. Uh he has a friendly he has a friendly face that everyone could can just fall for.
3: Um We know with Luther he has a temper. So <laughs> Exactly. Luther's exactly. Yeah.
2: Like he already has a hit BBC show in Luther, so I mean That's
1: true. That's true. Good point. I forgot about Luther. So yeah. hashtag and,
0: I'm sorry I'm not Idris.
1: That. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, but we it's, always want him for everything. Idris for Black Panther, Idris for Green Lantern's John Stewart, so Idris good, for everything, for James yeah. Bond. Like. Oh my gosh. Yeah, oh my if gosh. Idris
2: Elba was James Bond and was the doctor, I would just say, and excuse my language,
0: but fuck you, take my money. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd give up on life. Yeah. <laughs> just I'd like just, just stay in my little hole because I couldn't compete with anything.
1: I actually exactly. did a post on black girl nerd saying that I wanted interest for James Bond as well. So I'm, I'm a- <laughs> everybody wants him
3: for James Bond. Um, or wants him, period. <laughs> yeah.
1: But okay. Well, it's, it's about that time guys. I'm going to wrap it up. Any final thoughts, any, any, um, you know, expectations of what we'll see with this new season.
0: Um You know, the finale is coming up, and then the the Christmas specials and Clara's leaving. so it'll be very interesting to see who they announce as the new companion with Capaldi. Um, so that I'm definitely looking forward to to seeing that because will they possibly go with another person of color? uh to kind of compliment him again uh, i think that that would be a really great route for them to go especially with the age difference so i think that that would be interesting to see um but the the doctor who finales are always tear jerkers um mm-hmm. they always kind of jump on your emotions so definitely stay yes, tuned for that so, cuz that's that's what they do and that's why we keep coming back
2: yes but especially part one of this finale it, i'm not i'm not going to go in, get into it but it, it definitely choked me up especially a certain part that i'm sure we could probably will probably talk about it off air <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it it, it 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 is i i can't wait of um and for companions i kind of see them going with someone older not like not like gray hair old but someone older than uh than than what they're they've been going for so that way it kind of goes along the way of You know, like, Capaldi not looking at his companion like a little child. So it's almost like someone kind of at his level age-wise, even though we know he's, like, 2,000 (laughs) years old.
3: Everybody's a baby.
2: Exactly. But at least someone who can have, like, who can still, like, step their foot down against a doctor and just, like, kind of put him in his place. Because that's, that's kind of what I see... That he needs. He needs someone to be like. Hey, you need to calm the heck down, all right? Yes, we're not perfect, but we're trying, all right? And yeah, I can't wait for this Christmas special.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding, kind of. Um, I uh, I'm excited. I I actually watched the part of the finale or the, the episode before, um, like right before this episode, because I was behind, but. And I'm excited about it. Um, they kind of do that, like, we'll just do all the important stuff last two episodes. And, um, but I hope to like Clara a little bit more. Um, she's grown on me this season. And I also hope the doctor softens up a lot in the finale. Um, I expect some, like, lots of feels. So I hope that he softens up with those and i would love for the new companion to be older also because we've had these like 20 something girls for a while um it'd be cool to have like a donna age or something like that and it would be cool if she was from a different time um so not like the 2000s but like maybe somebody older or somebody from the future um i thought i think that would be interesting so i will wait and see
1: awesome Well, thank you so much for being on this show. This was a really great podcast. A lot of folks were tweeting. Um, I'm in Twitter jail now because of all the retweets. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let my girl go.
1: I know. She's going to wake you up out of there, girl, man. Come on. I (laughs) I, I I can't tweet anymore. They've suspended me for a little bit. So, but that's good. I'm I'm glad that we got this much um, feedback discussion from from our live listeners. So, thank you guys for participating in the podcast. Thank you to Lee for hosting, for Denzel for co-hosting, and our special guest Jamila for appearing on our show. And next week we will have actress Reagan Gomez, who has a new project called Surviving the Dead. And she'll be on to discuss that with us on next week's podcast. So tune in 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on TWiB FM. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Take care. We'll you Bye. Shout out to the Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Geronimo.
2: Finally, I'm finally
1: free. Finally.